This episode of the Aqua Minority is brought to you by GoDaddy. Whether you have a new idea or established business, the key to success online starts with a great donor name. Because we love you, Aqua Misfits, we want to give you 30% off your order. So go to trygodaddy.com backslash Aqua Minority and start ruling the internet. Again, that's trygodaddy.com backslash Aqua Minority. Say 30%. Now let's start the show. All right. Ready. Welcome to the Aqua Minority Podcast, episode 49. I am one of your hosts, Jesus Shuttlesworth, a.k.a. Luke Cage. And with me is my addiction, Lady Godiva. Hello. Hey, how you doing today? I'm I'm alright. How are you? I'm I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. It's it's a great day because the trailer for the Defenders just came out on Facebook. All right now. <laughs> For all y'all that don't know what the Defenders are, the Defenders are Luke Cage, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and the Iron Fist. They basically come together to fight crime in the city of New York. It's going to be amazing because I've been waiting for this for like four years. I've been waiting on this since the first season of Daredevil when um they made reference to Jessica Jones. They made reference to um Luke Cage. And then, then they brought about the shows. Oh, it's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be amazing. I'm trying not to. I'm trying first. Uh, first, I was trying not. I was trying to fight my urge to quote Outcast when I said everybody has an addiction. Mine's happened to be you. Now I'm trying to fight this nerd moment right now about the, the defenders because I like great. I did some good shit. Just, just let it out. You know you want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on a on a slightly related note. Everybody, make sure you go see Gardens, Guardians of the Galaxy. It will be out this Friday, May 5th, in theaters everywhere. Make sure you go see the Guardians of the Galaxy. And as always, if you're listening to this podcast, be sure to share it on all social media. That is Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, Facebook, and wherever else you consume social media and also be sure to use the hashtag the aqua minority and aqua minority misfits to join in on this conversation previous conversations and future conversations just staying to know with your other aqua misfits that transition was extra smooth but anyway what the hell what where we was just talking about this before the podcast started but where where has ryan leslie been i know right i was just thinking about that day before yesterday i was like there's something I haven't listened to in a while. <laughs> and, I, and I thought about it, and I was like, oh, man, he's really a great artist, and I don't understand where he, he kind of disappeared. You got, a favorite, you got a favorite song from him? Um, well, Addiction is one of them. <laughs> I'm addicted to you. You're my addiction. That's my shit. <laughs> Doesn't he, doesn't he play the instruments too? Or Ryan Leslie is the Ryan Leslie would have went down as one of the greatest musicians ever if for some apparent reason he would have stayed. Re- I don't even know how he didn't become stay relevant. This man played the piano. He played the key. This man played the piano. He played the flute. He played the trumpet. One time he was making a beat, and this was it was around the time when Amazon Prime first came out. Shout out to Amazon Prime. If you don't have Amazon Prime. That two-day shipping is crucially beautiful. 
But we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. That that shit. Amazon Prime is like ten dollars a month, but that two day ship. But you get free two day shipping on anything that you order. Man, oh, as somebody that stay on Amazon Prime, that that ten dollars pays for itself. And then you also get Amazon Prime Video, which is you get a whole bunch of movies and all this stuff. So I gotta give you my login for that, for you can check that out, for you can also take advantage of that two day shipping too. But anyway, anyway, he um, I just got sidetracked that quick. But anyway, he was making a beat or whatever, and he needed a um a flute. Uh-huh. But he have a flute in the studio. So he gets on Amazon and he buys a flute because apparently in New York, if you buy something within within a certain time frame, they'll have it out to you in the next hour. Which is pretty cool, I guess. I don't live in New York, so we don't get to, we don't get to take pleasure in these amenities. So <laughs> So yeah, so they had it out to him in like a um an hour. And then he was able to add that to the track. So Ryan Leslie is like he he um he's a Harvard dropout. First of all, he went to Harvard, so it's like he's a very intelligent person. And I, I imagine that he's not so, maybe he just don't want to make music anymore. Maybe that's the thing, or he's just in the background because he did because he has made a lot of songs for people, but I guess he don't want to be in the forefront anymore. Yeah, something's got his attention, <laughs> but um, yeah, like even Carrie Hilson. Oh man. Yeah. Where has she been? <laughs> What's going on? Okay, well, we know it happened. Well, okay, first of all, we know it happened to Carrie Hilson. Um, apparently I don't. Oh, you don't know what happened to Carrie Hilson? Carrie Hilson said something very bad about Beyonce and the beehive got her to fuck up out of here. What? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. I don't even think it was, I think, I don't even remember what it was. And I'm pretty sure... Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure all the Aka Misfits are right now commenting it in all caps. So I appreciate that. But I don't even remember what it was. I just remember everybody being like, fuck Carrie Hilson. She's nothing, whatever. Carrie Hilson, Carrie Hilson used to make some good music as well. Like, I loved her first album. Yeah. It's turning me on. It's turning me on. That song she got um with Kanye West, When Love Fall Down or whatever. Yep. Now I'm mad, real mad. Joe Jackson. It's like, yeah. So she made some really good, um, some really good music. It'd be nice to see her get back into the flow of things. But she's another one who was behind the scenes. You remember Esther Dean? Uh huh. Yeah. The, these people that um be behind the scenes. I guess they come out for a minute and then they realize, yo, I can make the same amount of money, if not more, probably, or just less headache. To be in a to be out of the limelight, I don't know. Either that, or they yeah. just not. I don't think people. I just or people not checking for Esther Dean. I don't know. So Carrie yeah, Hilson, they, Esther Dean, Ryan Leslie, where y'all at, man? Yeah, don't they pick like other avenues like fashion or oh, uh, God, perfume? Don't do don't do fa- don't do fashion. I don't. Know, I think <laughs> I think I think Carrie Hilson just Snapchats all day now. Oh, uh, like that. Uh, Swallowing, um, what was it like? Should I try to never mind? <laughs> never mind. <laughs> All right, then. Because turned to a world star hip hop. Mo- Can I just say one time a world star hip hop had Carrie Hilson like swallowing a whole um popsicle or some shit? I don't know what was going on. I don't know. That's like the last thing I seen of her. So I'm like, I'm confused. So I don't know. That's not like she just Snapchats all day. She was dating Serge Jabaka from the what he played for. I don't know. Anyway. Let me not. We we not that type of block. Let's not turn to that type of podcast. Right. Because it was going. Now I was like, oh, let me chill the fuck out. Right. 
But yo, before before I forget, before I forget, which is funny that I shouldn't forget. Yo, speaking of Amazon, somebody's book is on there. I know. Oh my goodness! When I got the message, my heart dropped because it was so cool. <laughs> Man, I am so geeked. For everybody that don't know, I wrote a book called Test Nut. It's the, it's the journey of a woman told through the discography of Erica Badu. You can get it right now on Amazon. Just go to Amazon.com, type in Javar Squire, J-A-V-A-R-I-S-S-Q-U-I-R-E, or just type in Test Nut, T-E-F, Nut, or whatever, and it comes right up. Or... That's why I was talking about the two-day prime or whatever. You get in the two days, you get the two-day prime. And then it's like seven other bookstores selling it. Well, actually eight. Because I got the news the other day that Barnes & Noble already picked up my book. It was, it was such, it was, the funny thing about it is, it was such a random moment, because I'm, because me and, because me and, me and um, Barnes and Nobles then talks about getting it in the store, right? So we're going, so um they're like, tax information thing we're going through it was in my tax number my tax name and my my bank name when the same which it is so it was like we got sent it to payroll so i was like cool so after it got approved um i go to type in the information about the book and i put my um my isnb hold on let me look at my isbn number which is it's like a personal identification it's like a social security number for your book like you see a lot of people in bookstores, especially in Goodwills. You see a lot of people in Goodwills or whatever scanning the barcodes on books. It's because you can search a, you can search this book and see who else is selling it. So like if Goodwill has it for like two dollars and ninety two cent, you can probably you can look it up and see whether or not you can get it cheaper somewhere else. I don't think you can get it cheaper than two dollars ninety two cent for a book. But anyway, so especially that's like a hardcover too. I think I think like soft cover. I think like a paperback cover is like one one. So I don't get why people do it, but people do it. So this is like the social security number of the book. So when I type in my social security number of the book, it was like, oh, it's already in use. And I'm like, hold on, wait a minute, because it's my social security number for my book for this book. Nobody else can use it. I'm like, what the fuck do they mean? So I go and I type in you know my name or whatever, and the book pops up, and I'm like, holy guaca motherfucking moly because because with the amazon channels with the amazon channels um other stores can pick up the book i didn't know that barnes and noble could pick up the book so barnes and noble had already picked up the book wow i am so proud of you man i am oh oh my god we already got some haters (laughs) bruh yeah, we already got some haters. I'ma just say this. I'ma just say this and I'm gonna be done with it. This is written this is written in the form of for you this is written in the form for you to understand what is going on. It is not written in the form of an essay. Right. Some stuff some stuff stops short, some stuff runs long because I want you to cause at certain points of the book, I want you to feel breathless. Like some of some of my favorite books is The Lord of the Flies and um Game of Thrones. Like I want you to read a long ass sentence and just be like, yo. Actually, you know what we should do? What's that? Let me let me open this book up. This, this is so amazing. You know, I'm turning. I'm actually turning the pages in the book, as opposed to like it being like somebody tried to play me. They was like, "Oh, so if I get off Amazon, is it an ebook?" Like trying to play me to the left. Like, no, this is a this is a real book with real pages that we send to your house. 
You can smell these cream pages. I love cream pages. They're like, do you want white pages or cream? I was like, I give me the cream. I like cream. But I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the first. I'm gonna read the first. The first chapter. Okay, go for it. The name of it. Three thirty a.m. is Aquin. <clears throat> Testnut by Javar Squire. Now keep in mind, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. So y'all be nice about it, okay? You know, because it... Whatever, whatever. Okay, okay, okay. Here's the real stuff. That was just the Eric Badu quote. Some great philosophers... Be Some great philosophers believe that with the rain comes the calling from heaven for angels to be ascended back to God's kingdom. Their probable question is, who will be lifted on this night? The night where the wind smacked with echoes, pushing trees and rocking cars. Ever so slightly, the rain kissed on Testnut's window pane. The kiss turned to scratches. Sleep was not to be had on this night. Telephone. She rolled over, checking it for the last time since the last time she was said it would be her last. Misty-eyed, she wiped the tears away, knocking bottles over in the process as they fell to the ground. The sound cracked as it hit the bottles that lay there before. Testnut awaiting the call of Hermes, 3.30. She hadn't heard from him and was starting to feel that the love that ran deeper than the poison she had been consuming was no love at all. Was it just a web of lies, feeling like a pit of deceit that pulled her further into the bed as she read the fine print at the bottom of the bottle? Slow fade, slow fade, oh. Silence is her conversation tonight, so she thought. Telephone. She reached again. Telephone. It fell on her face, staying there. Telephone. Telephone. It's all dirty. He wants to give you directions home, she mumbles. Angrily, she hurls the phone across the room. The poison was starting to take its effect. Her nerves were still. Her letter was written. Save a place for me, brother. She cocked it back. Put in a word for me. Oh, say I love you. Blackness. Free falling back to earth, her reality sets in, unable to escape the faith. It's too early. We want to hear a longer song. Testnut wanted forever with Hermes, but temporary was all that God was offering. Telephone, it's old dirty. He wants to give you directions home. They won't be too long. Said it won't be too long. The throes of dashing dreams had taken a person to the screams that they never dared to go before. What was once flourishment was now abandonment in the darkness of the hallway that was once so bright. Remember on this night, how the rain dropped? Heavenly. Time to go. Fly away to heaven, brother. No peace was found on this night, but you cannot dance with what was going to be should have been forever. That was chapter... That was... Chapter one of Tet's Nut by J. Var Squire. <laughs> like, man, I had I actually had fun writing this book because I wanted to because every quote in the book is an Erica Badu lyric. So I wanted it to be where when you're reading this, you're feeling the song. Like you hear the song. Like I wanted you to hear the song in your head, and I also wanted it to be where if you never heard an Erica Badu song, you're not confused about what's going on. Right. So it's like, I didn't do no, she said, he said, you know, he said, answer the phone. She answered it, you know, and she said, I'm not going to answer. It. I didn't want some, I really, cause I wanted to change the way you read a book. Cause when you read a book, everybody want to go by the, you know, it has to have a subject in a sentence or a pronoun, a verb or whatever. I wanted you to read it 
and comprehend. If you can read and comprehend, then what's the problem? Especially with so much slang that's being used in society nowadays. It's like people text in shorthand. I don't write in shorthand, but people text in shorthand. So if you can understand shorthand in a text, why can't you understand the emotions in a book? I want you to feel the emotions in the book. So the quotes, the quotes, you need to read the quote and you need to keep on reading. If you don't understand what's going on sometimes like that's not in a bad way it's like because i'm not going to say who said what you should be able to you as an adult you should be able to know who said this part right. because it's literally the next sentence like it's literally the next word or the next sentence or you will be able to comprehend so i didn't i didn't want like i didn't want to pander to a certain group of demographic because i because at the end of the day people that get it get it people that don't get it they're not going to get it i'm sorry for them i can't help you we're awkward misfits exactly like what lupe said I don't, they want me to dump Bishop G. They want me to come down, cousin, but I flatly refuse. I ain't dumbed down nothing. Like that's like that's like one of my like that's like one of my but that's one of my favorite Lupe Fiasco songs is dumbed down because he he goes so over your head. Mm -hmm. He was like, um, I'm now hear this. I'm earless. I'm breathless. That means my eyes reside where my ears is, but I don't find it. But I don't come near like a chicken or a deer. It's like it's so not written in American style of fucking speaking. It's just written like it's just like I'm just gonna give you a whole bunch of dope shit. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted you to feel. I want you to feel the dopeness. Oh my goodness! It's like pinch me because it's real. Right, like I kept, like I kept on reading the book, like I keep on opening the book to random. Pa I'm not gonna do it on podcast because then it'll spoil the book. But I keep on opening the book to random pages, and being like, "Holy shit, I wrote that!" <laughs> like that one, like that one scene where I'm describing um the dance. Well, it's like a dance scene in the book, right? And I'm describing it, and I'm reading it like, "How the fuck did I write this?" Let me see, can I find it? I'm going to see, can I find it? It's... Nah, I'm not going to spoil the book for y'all. I don't know. It's just, oh. Nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> oh, my God. When I... And then it's two dance scenes, I think. It's two. Okay, we're not spoiling the book, by the way, because these dance scenes are not that important in the book, but they're in the book. It's like, it doesn't, the art, the overall arching of the book, it doesn't spoil it or nothing. But remember, one time I described the perfect rocking of the hips in the book, and I was like, God damn, this shit just be what the fuck? Like, I'm telling you, I want y'all to love, I, man, y'all to understand. What do you mean you're telling me? I was there with you. When you <laughs> not you. I'm talking about them. I'm talking about them. Like, I want the Aqua Misfits to read this book and be like, this is, this is my Lord. This ain't my Lord. This ain't my, this is my, no, nah, this is my, bro, you know how you read William Shakespeare? You be like, God damn, that was a bad motherfucker. You know how when when Lupe Fiasco said I don't rap a hockey ring because my flow is so cold. That's how I want people to be like, what the fuck? Like I want you to. They say the they say that they say that the most greatest the most greatest things in literature is not the things you read the first time and comprehend it right away or catch every nuance in it. So that's why I'm like I don't want you to catch every nuance. That's why it's a, it's a shorter read. I think it's 48 pages because I want you to understand what goes on in the front of the book and the back of the book. I don't want you to get to the middle of the book. You're like, what the fuck even happened? So I want you to digest it multiple times. So it's only 48 pages because I want you to digest it multiple times and get a different feel, get a get a greater feel of it each time you read it. Like I wanted to elevate each time you read the book. I'm hype. I'm sorry. Yeah.
Oh my goodness, can we get a round of applause? <laughs> I give, yeah, right? Like, bro, like, dude, oh my God. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Good It's like, oh my god, <laughs> I don't know, man, yo. Cause I'm like, I don't know the acts. Woo! Like, it's, it's, remember, oh my, it's, what's, ah, uh, man, I'm just so proud. I'm just so, I'm just so. And then it's, oh, and by the way, everybody, it's published through Squire Saeed Media Group. Okay, now. <laughs> like our own media group. Like it's crazy. It's crazy to it's crazy to go from being eighteen and nobody wanted to do anything with me because of my age, right? Mm -hmm. Like my favorite number is twenty two because that's how many publishing houses didn't want to put out my swag magazine. Twenty two. I told them they were going to regret it. I told them they was going to regret it. Ask me. Ask me what happened years later. What happened years later? Well, actually, ask me what happened two months after putting out my swag magazine. What happened? Mind you, this wasn't even going to be a topic. I'm just, I'm just feeling. It. I need to give y'all some inspiration because this is for. I actually feel bad, and I was going to address this at the beginning. This is for the dude last week that asked us about the sacrifices we made to get where we are right now. And I would like it came off harsh because I'm a Virgo. Shout out to Joe Button. Like because I'm a Virgo, so it came off harsh. But it's the truth. Like it, it's fuck it. It's 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 no regret. It's fuck it. You boss to the wall at all times, right? So I'm pitching this. Mind you, I my swag magazine. It had we had three issues done already. Three issues done. So when I'm going to these publishers, and it's not even big publishers. I'm going to small ones. I'm going to big ones. You know, most of them were smaller. It was like a local publisher in Dallas or whatever. So I'm going to them and I'm giving them this idea, and they're like, "Well, it's good and all, but I don't. You know, we don't trust an 18 year old to do nothing. They don't trust an 18 year old to do nothing. They said, you know, you know, basically." We had, had a whole staff. I had six people on staff. So it's like, I'm like, man, if it's crazy because if I was any much old, if I was older, y'all would wearing with it. Right. And I remember telling them, like, man, you got to get it. You, you either get with it, you get lost because print media, that this is, what is what is this? It was like 2008, not 2000, 2008, something like that. Yeah, 2008, print media is dying, right? It's dead. Like, it's, it's on its deathbed, my man. I'm trying to, I'm doing you a favor. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing you a favor because I know print media is dead and that's why, like, they, none of them wanted to do it and got, and by the grace of God, I was like, okay, I'm going to put it on the internet for free. You know, I'm put it on the internet for free. I didn't know what was going to come of it, but that first issue did numbers, right? The second issue I get into a room with Def Jam and I'm telling them, oh, you know, we're going to be this. We're going to be that. You know, I'm pitching. I'm pitching. Because if there's one thing I can do is I bear I bear a silver tongue. I'm a silver tongue motherfucker. I can I can sell. What, what Jay-Z say? I'm a hustler, baby. I can sell um water to a whale. Mm -hmm. I can pitch it. I can pitch it, boy. And I was in there pitching them. And I was like, okay, we gonna get, we gonna give you a, we gonna let you interview Nas, and I'm like, holy shit! So that, so none of those publishers wanted to fuck with us. So that first issue, we did Soul Monkey. Shout out to Soul Monkey. That was killing it at the time. That was like Gucci. You know they had Gucci man wearing that shit. They had Young Jeezy and shit. That was big. That was a big Atlanta brand. Second issue, we had Nas. Third issue, we had Beyonce. So it was like it went from 
You can't trust the 18-year-old to do shit. So, holy sh guacamole. We should have listened to that little boy. <laughs> so, so, I say that to say this. Like, whenever anybody tell you what you can't do, fuck them. They don't dictate. Like, man... Nigga, they don't dictate nothing. If you feel you got a vision and you vision and you feel like you can execute that shit, then do it. Nigga, nigga, man, it's too like man. I ran that. I ran. I ran Maxwell Magazine till I feel like I accomplished everything I needed to accomplish. It was more. It was more of a. It was an, every issue was a fuck you. It was like I'm a. I'm a out. I'm gonna outdo you. Like you, you think you know what you're doing. You think all these magazines is better because they got some old motherfucker running. Let me show you. I'm done with this. And in 2012, when I was really done with doing interviewing people, that's when everybody. That was when everybody was on. The, that's when everybody was like, oh, you know, we would love to have you here and love to have you there. All these magazine offers coming in. I told them I'm done with this. I said this is. I said this is. This is done. What you talking about? I came. I saw. I conquered. Record sales and sold out concerts. If you motherfuckers really want this encore, I need you to scream until your lungs get sore. <laughs> but then, but the, but yeah, I really, I don't really talk about it a lot. But I quit doing, I quit my, I, mean, I let my swag magazine go in 2012 because I knew that the youth coming up, they didn't give no fuck about reading the interview. They ain't get no, they don't even, they barely care about watching interviews. But I had that foresight. So, you know, my, you know, my sweat and plus people were still reading my blog, playing the scent coin. So it's like, it just, I just transitioned it all into the blog. That way, if I wanted to interview somebody, I could post it, you know, and because most people, most people go more caught up with whatever I post on playing the scent coin now. So it's like, always have a vision, always have a start goal and an end goal. Know when to go in, know when to get out. Because as you see, Complex, they shut down their um magazine, their Mac, their physical copies of their magazine last year. They don't even do the magazine no more. They're more of a media they're more of a media content company. Oh wow. Vogue's like average readers like forty five years old. So it's like know when to get the fuck out. And never be afraid to be the first to get out. Because a lot of people is like, Oh, a lot of people reading my swag magazine. That's cool. That's cool. They can come read Planet of San Juan too because people still read blogs or whatever. But it's like most people want to get their information on, on social media. So it's like get in and get out. Know when to get out. Prove your point and get out. Because those same people, that's like, oh, you're killing it? Well, you ain't killing it. They can't wait to kill you. Always go out on top. Always go on top. You don't want to be out here looking like Jordan when he played for the Wizards. When Michael Jordan, Michael, when Michael Jordan played for the Wizards, it was some of the worst basketball you have ever seen in your life because he was old and sloppy. But he was still good, and he showed his flashes of greatness. But it's like, dude, you should you should have just stayed retired. He out here at like age forty trying to play basketball still. It's like, so go out on top, because then they, you know, go out on top. Always go out on top. Um, there's one thing I'd like to add. Um, the fact that even if they do accept your, you know, your, um, proposal or whatnot, don't settle for what they offer if it's not something that you have in mind. That, because they'll try. They'll try it. <laughs> Preach. Okay. Let me jump in on that. Cause okay. that's one of the things I wanted to too. It's like I'm, it makes me think about your poem when you like pimp the um the pimp by the government. When you like you almost had me. I was ready to go to. I was on my hands and knees, ready to go to war for you. You messed it up. How dare you? You know what I'm saying? You remember that? You remember that? Yeah. 
I know, I know, but that made me think about that. It's like at eighteen, I thought that not, I thought that being independent and doing it for yourself was the worst thing you can do because these corporations got more connects. Which goes to which goes to music too. It's like a lot of people signing record deals, but they're only signing you because you're hot. If you're hot, what the fuck do you need a record company for? Look at Chance the Rapper. He doesn't have a record deal. He's selling out tours. He's selling out arenas. He's on Apple. He's doing commercials and all this such shit. So it's like, you don't need these. These people are trying to mooch off you. If a record label offers you $5 million, just know that you're worth $15 million if you want to put in the work. So that's that's the way I, that's the way I look at it. Because it's like, that. those 22... I. I owe those 22 companies a thank you letter because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here right now, fully independent, doing everything I want to do. We do whatever we want to do. Like all these sponsors we have, we made the connects. Like shout out Coca-Cola. I love y'all. Coca-Cola sent me a Coca-Cola credit card the other day. <laughs> Man, but it, I don't think, I don't think I could use it anymore. Cause it's like, it's one from it's like a nineteen ninety six like Mastercard promo because they know I collect like antique Coke shit, right? Uh-huh. So they sent me um the Coca Cola the Coca Cola promotional pins from the Olympics and they sent me the credit they sent me the credit card. I'm gonna try to use it to see where I can get some free Coke. But anyway, and remember they sent me the um they sent me the Coke bottles with my name with they so damn I don't they so damn petty because I was like how dare Coca Cola send me this email. Talking about some a thousand new names added into the Coke system for the Coke bottles, but they have my name right. So on my birthday, Coca Cola sent me. First of all, they used the out. They used the hundred three thousand quote on the card. It was like summer eighty eight, or was it eighty nine, or was it winter time? Oh, never mind. I was born in eighty seven, by the way. So that's the joke. You know, they used the outcast quote. I thought that'd be amazing, but they sent me Coke bottles. With my with my my full government name, which is Jabari Saquon Squire, they sent three Coke bottles with my my name with each individual name on it. I was like, these motherfuckers petty. They amazing and petty. Cause it's like, oh, now you can't complain about them. Cause I was like, oh, these motherfuckers try to be funny. Cause I go to my, you go send, cause you go personally send me an email. It's a thousand new names, and I don't give a fuck. Like I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not on none of them. Lady Kadai going on neither on Kadir ain't Kadir ain't on neither one of them either. Right. <laughs> but yeah, we all these all these um all these people, all these connections we done made, it's cause yeah. of us. Like oh, we we cut the we cut the middleman out. Like we cut the middleman out. So like everybody don't go to other people for your validation. If you feel like you got an idea, you gotta put in more time. It's more time and more effort, but you will have these connects forever. Because I got these connects through the magazine. When I still was doing my blog, it was like I was like, I'm not doing a no, that magazine no more, but you know, you already do advertisement on the blog. You wanna continue that? Like Vans is our small is our footwear sponsor or whatever. So it's like it carries over. Like they the footwear sponsor for the damn podcast too. So it's like all this stuff carries over. Mm. If you just make the connect yourself. Like Atlantic Dev Jam, you know what I'm saying? Like those those connects carry over if you make the connect yourself. So do so put in the foot. All you gotta do is put in all you gotta do is put in the footwork, man. I, I didn't mean to talk about none of this. I didn't mean to talk about none of this. But I don't know. I feel cause I kinda I kinda just try to keep my business in my business to myself, but I'm like people always want you to, to do stuff for them, but it's like 
It's better if I can see I can I can give you a fish you can eat for a day. I can show you how to fish and you can eat forever. We want y'all to succeed, man. We want you Ackerman misfits to succeed. We're not those type of people where if we, you know, if we got it, we don't want nobody else. We we happily, like, we we love that awesome nobody be having his music on Spotify. We love that Candace Davis blog is taking off. We love Good Morning, you know, Good Morning Beautiful podcast. Like, we love all these people. Like, you know, Hardy or whatever. He be making his records and shit. Like, we love these people. We love to see people succeed. Justin Rock too. <laughs> Yo, Justin, we need to be. I know you're listening. We need to be guests on this podcast to get it lit. We can talk about WWE a little bit. Cause I ain't seen no recent stuff, but the old stuff, like the middle school stuff, the DX. Yo, you know how much trouble I got in when I was younger because of DX, man. Nigga, it's eighth grade, and you know, like you know, like on the last day of school, people are signing shirts or whatever. So on my own shirt, I wrote D Generation X, suck it on my shirt. <laughs> Whoo! Man. My grandma beat my grandma was so goddamn furious. She made me bleach that motherfucking shirt. Cause we used to walk around the house because it'd be like, D Generation X! Dun 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 dun. We used to, cause you'll do your, cause you'll do your hands in the X motion and you'll pop and you'll hit it towards your crotch. Oh right. my god! <laughs> my gr- man, my pelvis used to hurt. Cause we used to do that shit so much. We'll see each other in the hallway. I just got tired of doing what they told me to do. That's the brakes, boy. Yeah, that's the brakes, little man. Break it down, dun 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 dun. I love show bikers, bro. That's my favorite. <laughs> Sexy boy. I'm not your boy, toy. Like, Sean Michaels got the deepest voice you would ever hear in your life. And it doesn't match his face because he's like a, like a part. He look like a party rocker type dude. But then you get to talking. Yeah, I'm going to show you that it's not nothing to play with. Welcome to the heartbreak. Like, dude, why your voice so damn deep? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Shout out to Justin. He got his own podcast. Y'all should check it out. Yeah. Justin rants. Rambles. Rambles. No. Justin rambles. I rant. He rambles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna make it I'm just gonna make everybody hyper aggressive. Because remember I was telling you earlier that we need to get you on a trap beat with your poetry? hilarious i was like what is going on with you today i'm just yo let me i'm telling you let me be on a track like p diddy because i'm like i'm like i get on there like yo y'all do all this snapping of the finger though poetry finger though poetry snapping fingers won't do that we're too busy dropping bombs you gonna fuck around and lose them fingers your old elementary school rapping poem writing ass talking about your feelings and how the flowers grew this morning we got monster trucks we're gonna run over those flowers in your yard Disregarding everything you love. <laughs> I saw I my, my favorite my favorite Nicki Minaj songs is shitted on them. Man, I just shitted on them. Not even because of her rapping. It's because of Safari at the end. He said, I'm, y'all nappy-headed hoes. I'm going to start walking around with Just For Me throwing perms at your ass. And he started singing Just For Me. He goes, Just For Me. Like, oh, man. He started singing the theme song a lot. That's what, y'all should go check that song out. But anyway, what, what? Okay, I've been, I've been just talking for like, what, 
35 minutes. What do you want to talk about? Uh, I don't want to change it to the mood. <laughs> Go ahead. You can change if you want to. Go ahead. You can change if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. Because if they don't dance, then if they don't dance, then they ain't no friends of mine. I don't know. Okay, cool. Well, um, the only reason why I'm bringing this up at all is because I need adults to comprehend how much or how important it is to watch what you say in front of your in front of children. Period. Like you have no idea how much you impact a child just by the words that come out of your mouth. Um, <laughs> oh man. So earlier, my babies. Had me crying. Yo, babies, my they my baby. Hold up, I don't play. <laughs> when I'm bent over this, you're the Virgin Mary, and I'm Dave. You just, you just, you just the vessel for my children. <laughs> but anyway, proceed. Okay. <laughs> um, they were they had me crying. Uh, first off, my um. My day was going good, okay, and then I I came home, and there's a situation that's going on in the school where Janelle is being bullied. Mind you, none of the teachers or the principal made any kind of effort to contact me. Thank God she and I have an open line communication. Um, so today, fast forward to today, she was expressing to me what how the conversation went with her and the guidance counselor. And um, she told me about an incident that happened with these bullies. So early on, with, when they started picking on her, um, they, they were going on a field trip, and my... The, the father of the children is incarcerated. So um, he was out in the summer, and then he, he went back in recently. And so when they went on the field trip, Janelle broke down um, when she found out he went back into prison. So um, she broke down, and, of course, like, these bullies pretended to be her friend, and they listened to her, and once, they got back to class, they they started, they twisted the story, and they went around the class saying that she doesn't have a dad. Mm. And, yeah, and, um, how cool is that, right? Like, <laughs> um, so... I'm trying to hold, I'm trying to hold what I got to say till you finish. So, um, she started crying. And she was saying, you know, I'm dead. She said a lot of things. She, she, she's been having, like, attitude problems because of everything going on. But um, they both were crying. And I can't express to our misfits how hard it is 
to be the parent on the other side, watching tears come down your child's face. And you ask your child, what can I do to make you feel better? And they say nothing. It's just, that's a hard pill to swallow. Um, That's crazy. That's crazy that they, that a child has to deal with this. Like, what kind of what kind of parents are, are raising their kids to be so heartless? Like, what the like? What kind of, like you seriously have to deal with? Not already already having an incarcerated father, and they got to deal with children making fun of you, telling other children that you don't have a parent. Like, what kind of like what the like what the hell is going on to these schools? Yeah we're going through right now and I just feel bad for these children out here because it is it's really, really hard and so I, I sense that anxiety forms out of things like this because you know, they're, they're already saying, you know, as long as we have you um, we feel safe and loved and so it puts pressure on me to do a million times more to stay healthy and everything because I want to be there for them when they grow up. You know, it's just oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. So I only shared this because I really, really need you guys to listen. Whether you're a parent or not, if you see children being bullied or if you see children that express that they don't have, you know, the, um, they have a missing parent or whatever that's not active in their life, be there for them. It's important. They're, they are our future. And I just, I can't stand this feeling that I have right now because I can only do so much. So, um, okay. Anyways. (laughs) Well, you're you're doing the right thing first and foremost by being there as a parent because a lot of parents, when it, as you see from the other one, when, when shit get rough, shit, shit disappears. So you're being there for them is honestly enough. I think I tell you this all the time is that fuck him. If he's not there, fuck him. Like who, like who gives a fuck about him? You know, and they're, they're starting to get, they're starting to get to that. And it's, it's a bad thing for them to have to deal with as they're younger, but at least you don't have to worry about them having this identity crisis when they get older. But it sucks, but it sucks to see, it sucks to see my princess go through this because She's an amazing human being who's very who's very talented in everything she does. So it it sucks to see somebody who's so open with people because she was open enough to tell them about this. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like she could tell them she could tell them fuck off or whatever, but she was open enough to tell them about this and for them to dis you know um for them to um ruin the ruin the trust that she had for other humans like that is not right. I don't I don't like it at all. It's like how like how. 
how conniving how can you be so conniving at such a young age like you had to learn this from your parents i blame i honestly blame the parents because the child the children do what the other parent they see the parents do not an easy world i tell you like it's it's bad enough that you know these 95 nine to five jobs take us away from our kids you know debt and you know schools and um, daycare they they basically raise them and all you can do is like just try as much as possible to be in their lives and to ask them how they're doing, how their day's going, um, you know, if anything is bothering them, that they have someone to talk to. Like, I, I beg you to please be active in your children's lives. Like, there's nothing worse than to see tears come out of their eyes, and you can't do that much about it. Like, I have a fire inside of me right now because... These other kids are kids. Like, I can't take it out on these kids. And, um, but yeah. Anyways. Their parents, like I said, their parents better get this on the, this, their parents better get this in check. Oh, yeah. Well, because you know what? I, I, asked, I asked for a conference with the parents and their children and for us to be in there to get all in one room because even if, they don't comprehend the level of um, bullying that they're, they're, you know, they're at, I guess, um, at this age. I, I want them to know how bad it is. Because it, if we can nip it in the butt right now, that's I'm, safe from bullying other kids to the point where, you know, some, some kids take it far, like, committing suicide and you know you hear stories of kids committing suicide way more now than ever and it's like people look past it like another you know oh another flyer how sad or another page um you know or in the newspaper how easy can we just throw it in the trash but that child is gone forever and it's true because or the or the inverts can happen is that you're going to keep on being an asshole because your parents not addressing the situation and somebody going to fuck you up right <sighs> anyways <laughs> um sorry guys crazy don't apologize for feelings that people need to hear this but they can think about this next time they're around their children is think about what you do around your children because if you're gossiping around your child your child's gonna grow up to be a gossip if you're bullying people around your child, your child's gonna grow up to be a bully. You are, to a certain, to a certain, I'm not gonna say you, your child are what you make them, but to a certain point, you can, you can help shape them to a certain point. You can. Yeah, and you know, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You you can't control everything they do, but at least, but at least, if you're trying to fix the problem of them being bullies, you could be like, hey. I know it didn't come from me, but we will address this and fix it. At least you can, at least you can look in the mirror and say that instead of the inverse where you they doing nothing but mirroring you. So think about that the next time. Right. I um I was watching a motivational speaker earlier. I was actually listening to her, and she was talking about abundance blockage, 
and a lot of adults uh, were coming to her with questions like, why, why can I not succeed? Why am I not getting to where I need to be? And stuff like that. And um, she basically was letting them know, you know, it traces back to your mother and father, basically. Like, whatever they said in your brain verbally, all over and over and over again, it affects you. And then, for example, if, if, you know, a parent is broke and they keep saying that in front of their child, like, we don't have money, we don't have money, no, 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 no. That repetitiveness in the subconscious state of mind grows with them and it sticks. And then without them even realizing, they constantly are at a dead end wherever they go because that's all they know is being broke and no, no, no. <laughs> so, that, like you said, you know, watch what you say in front of them. That's important too. You know, you want to constantly give them affirmation of, you know, they're beautiful, they're handsome, they're smart, they're um, going to go up to be, you know, this phenomenal person. Um, and it has nothing to do with careers. I hate when parents attach labels on children to, to make them seem that's the only way they are superstars in their eyes. If, if they became a doctor or a lawyer or anything like that. No, you are already, you know, 100% superstar. You're not, it's not something you have to grow into. Preach. So... It's like you have to constantly feed positivity. Even if you don't feel like it, you have to remember whatever you keep repeating, whatever comes out, you can speak life and death with your tongue. And it is really true when, you know, it's in the Bible too, And but it's really true when that's said. Because if you even think about it, like us as adults, if we constantly say, negative things and have negative thoughts we can't grow into positive people or have anything positive around us because that's all we are feeding the the our brain and our brain is like a plant we constantly say bad things it's just gonna stay stuck and dry and dull and <laughs> you know so anyways <laughs> um yeah. Do, do you want to go ahead and do the awkward reel? Yeah. I thought you wanted to talk about 13 Reasons Why. Oh, I forgot. Okay. 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 Which You're is right. a great transition from this. But, oh. That's, be, that's but, true. Okay. But, so but, but let me end, let me end this before I say that. But be clear that I only tolerate this because these get, what these girls like nine? Yeah, nine. If Princess get in high school, somebody try this shit, it's gonna be a different conversation. Let's just leave it right there. So, um, okay, so. Just to be, and also, just to be clear, I'm not talking about beating up girls, little girls, or whatever, because I don't hit women. I'm just saying, it'll be a different conversation with these parents. Right. <laughs> you you what it, what it is um the sins of the father the child should have to pay the sins of the child the father should have to pay since you want to brag about having two parents that's just two parents who ask and get beat one by me and the other by Lady Godiva so play play with it if you want to <laughs> all right now we can go.
So um, there's this uh, new, it's new, right? New series that's called um, 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, it's sweeping the nation. Everybody is watching it. <laughs> it's on Netflix. And hello, I'm watching it. <laughs> you always get on me how I don't watch things. So here you go. <laughs> Um, I think I'm, I think I'm on episode four, but, um, I wanted to get your intake on, on it, (laughs) if you don't You should go, what is yours? You should go first, because trust me, we have totally different, we have, we have totally different opinions. (laughs) No, 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 I want to hear yours first, (laughs) so please. I think 13, mind you, Odyssey episode one. So it's about to be a lot of hyperbole. I think Thirteen Reasons Why is trash bad got bad. This shit is trash. It it's first of all, it's so nick it's so cookie cutter and it makes my it, I couldn't even get past the first episode. Because as a person, just because as a person who friend committed suicide, this is not how this shit plays out. It's not no, but let me finish. Let me finish though. It's not how this plays out. And to be openly honest with you, if he if he would have left me some tapes, if he would have left me some cassette tapes, if he would have killed himself, my my I can joke about this now because it's been a couple of years. So you know, it's how you know it's just it's all jokes. You know, whatever. If he would have left me some cassette tapes, I'd have been like, is this nigga out of his mind? Tape one. Welcome to your tape. Tape one. I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm turning this shit to fuck. I'm not going on a scavenger hunt for you, Jordan. I'm not going on a scavenger hunt, my nigga. <laughs> I'm not traveling the world, figuring out what happened. You better leave me a note. But you know, you know something though. Okay, episode one. Um, I would think that it would be a phenomenal episode because it, it's what draws supposed to be the episode that draws people in yeah but so i get where you're coming from from episode one i decided to give it another shot and i you know went past episode one and then two three four okay in (laughs) reality i hardly believe that anybody would leave somebody tapes to listen to right i mean of course it's outdated now but I'm just saying. It was outdated but, then. It was outdated then because remember, this takes place in 2016. So the dude had to steal the tapes. He had to steal the tape player from his friend who was just so just was just so into um retro shit. They still had a tape player. Right, but okay. I think the only reason why they they used that was to keep the storyline to kind of like. I mean, in a sense, it was creative, you know, like, to to show through her eyes what happened to the world. Like, you know, step by step. So you could feel like, damn, like, who would have known that you not speaking up, you know, or or not listening, or if you're not... um, you think you're, what you're doing is harmless and that you, you know, just because you're not making fun of the person, but you see it happening and you're not doing anything about it, like how much it affects a person, you know, day in, day out. So I agree with you about episode one, <laughs> um, but I'm still, I'm still going to give it a chance to, to watch these 13 um, tapes. <laughs> 
But, um, but yeah, so it is interesting. It is crazy how people, like, like the school itself was so worried about the funds, you know, or it, it being sued that, you know, they bypassed the fact that someone's life is ended, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> And, it, and I think it gives parents a little clue on what to look for, in a sense, like the different signs and to pay attention to who they hang out with and, you know, what what they write, their 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 um, emotions, how it shifts and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting nonetheless. <laughs> it's not your typical type of, like, show. Mm. It's cookie cutter. <laughs> you, you, want, you, want, you want like my poems type uh you know like fire like <laughs> we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about this in a couple more weeks so i can fully explain why i feel like it's cookie cutter because i i, mm, I just want because uh, this is too cheery for suicide that's why I can joke about it because this shit is way too cheery. Yeah, I think maybe the person felt like how would it be portrayed? Maybe it's one of those things where like uh, he, he he or she, you know, had a proposal for this series and was like, they, they told him, oh, okay, well, as long as it's this way. <laughs> because because this is because this is as a beautifully written as this is as the show is because the show is based off the book, but so I read the I read the book by the way, so but as um as as, as so that's why I'm like I didn't have to watch any of the yeah that's 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 how I, that's how I'm so opinionated on something on the scene one episode of y'all didn't catch that, but um. Take I'm just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil the book. I'm just gonna say take it from somebody that has lived through somebody that killed themselves. Two actually I know three people. I went close with two of the people that killed themselves, but one of the person like three I knew three people that killed themselves. Two of them I wasn't close with, but one I was. They didn't kill each other, they didn't kill themselves at the same time. But it's not as sad. It's not people are not going to be as sad as the the movie. I don't I don't like the TV series giving off that whole the whole school crying type feel because that's not how suicide go. Most people, because just to explain to you, people that do bad things to you, if you do bad things in return to yourself, they're not going to give a fuck because they didn't give a fuck about you yesterday. Right. That's true. So. so that's the, the dangerous part to me, huh? Was the book cookie cutter, or was the book at the bo least the book? Um, the book is the book is the same. The book is the same as um the book is the same as the TV show. This, this not to say the TV show isn't good, but I but but if you're suffering from depression, don't watch the TV show and think it mirrors real life because you're you're if you kill if you decide to take your life it's going to be some people that feel the hurt because i felt the hurt when my friend killed himself i want to fuck people i wanted to to this day i owe those dudes an ass whooping they don't know i'm looking but i'm looking but to this day i owe them an ass whooping but a lot of people are not going to give a, it's a lot of people that didn't give a fuck they're going to fake give a fuck i think um 
Oh, I don't want to spoil the show for a lot of people. But I think it's this one show that I watch, and a lot of people gonna know what show I'm talking about. But when this dude got killed, and a lot of people showed up to his funeral, and this one girl stand up and she said, "What the fuck are you crying about? You didn't even fucking know him. You didn't even speak to him. You hated him. You told you know basically illustrating that y'all y'all don't really care." Y'all just want to seem like you care because it's the cool thing. So it's like a lot of people, are, a lot of people are not going to care about your death because, again, they didn't love you. So it's like you got to love you and you can't give in to that temptation to take your life because a lot of people are not feeling you at that moment because these people are insignificant. You need to love your, you need to want to live for yourself. I don't care if people bullying you, fuck them. Don't talk like their opinions don't matter at the end of the day because they're still going to be assholes. You killing yourself and relieving yourself of that pain and that temporary, fight through that shit. Fuck them. I have to say that one actor in there, um, uh, Clay, you know how like he, he is like walking step by step, you know, listening to the tapes or whatever. Yeah. Um, he's pretty good. Like the only thing the only thing is, I can feel the anxiety. It's really weird, like because you know how I get. I try to put myself in people's shoes, and so watching this, I can feel his anxiety as he's going from place to place, and it's kind of nerve wracking. That if let's just say you know somebody committed suicide and they left letters to their loved ones, like that's really hard for that person to live with. I can't, I can't, it's a different kind of hard. I can't even explain it. This is weird. I don't know. He better than me. i tell you that much. Because I ain't going around, he going around listening to the, I like, the funniest thing, this This is the part that, to, that kind of makes me laugh, is because she's so smug with it. She's like, and if you don't do what I tell you in these tapes, I'm going to know. You you dead, girl. How the fuck you going to know? <laughs> like, a, like what how, what you what you going to know, girl? Explain to me how you going to know anything. You're dead. Tossin, because we're going to release into the public and everybody would know. Man, listen here. When I see Jordan, I'm going to let him know. Like, yo, bruh, I'm glad you didn't leave me no tapes because I'm going to listen to him. No. Not just joke. If if he, I'm just, It's all jokes, man, because you got to... You can't bring somebody back once they're gone. So it's like I'm just, I, at this point, it's been like what? It's been like eleven years. I got you. Got to joke about it now. You know, I can't live my life crying every time I think about it. Yeah, lighten the mood a little bit. So um, wow, this burning. I'm sorry. <laughs> it it went from happy. It went from joy, and then went to pain. <laughs> zero to a hundred real quick. <laughs> they don't make him think we're bipolar. But anyway. They were like, they were like, oh, Jabari's, you know, Jesus Shuttleworth, he was so chipper this show. Oh, shit, here we go. That's the Jesus we know. That's the Jesus. I'm like, I'm like, but somebody was talking to me about um Joe Button show or whatever. And I was like, yeah, he's a Virgo. So that's how we go. And I'm like, because like while Joe's yelling at little Yachty or whatever, I'm fully comprehending what he's saying because I'm a Virgo. So I'm like, he's not yelling at little Yachty. He's just yelling because he's passionate. And everybody like, yo, because little Yachty said, 
that he's happy all the time. And Joe is like, how the fuck can you be happy all the time? That doesn't even make sense. Because it doesn't. <laughs> it, was, it was, but no, nah, that, which is funny because that was like the most minute point in the interview because Joe Budden and DJ Academic has a show on Complex called um, Everyday Struggle. And it's a really good show or whatever. And um, basically what he was trying to tell, what Joe Budden was trying to get to Little Yachty is, is that if you're doing so much business things, because Little Yachty said he has the best, he's the best business. He don't know whether or not he's the best rapper out of the people in his, in his class, but he said he has the best business sense. And what they were trying to say to Lil um, Gotti is, well, if you got the best business sense, then um, you do not need to be in, I hope you're not in a 360 deal. And he goes, he doesn't know right now he's in a 360 deal. Oh. Yeah. And then he goes, he gives Coach K 20, he gives Coach K 20% of earnings. Coach K also owns quality music. So it's like, you're giving Coach K a lot of fucking money. I mean, so like, so like, that's what I found it funny because Joe Budden is basically schooling this man like, yo, don't end up getting fucked how I got fucked early on in my career. So he's basically trying to get his man jewels or whatever. And most people just watching the interview like, why is he yelling? It's like the yelling part is the most minute part of it because this man is trying to explain to him how you don't have to love Biggie, you don't have to love Tupac, but you need to understand that they open the door for you. Appreciation for hip-hop is appreciation for hip-hop if you live in that field. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't listen to, um, I don't listen to the Sugar Hill Gang, ain't hip-hop, hip, hip it to the hip it hip hop and it don't stop the rock to the bang bang boogie the up jump the boogie to the boogie and the boogie to be now what you hear is not a test i'm rapping to the b you know what i'm saying i don't listen to that ever but i know it exists right well it was all a dream i used to read word up magazine salt and pepper and have a d up in the limousine hanging pictures on my wall every saturday you know <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I don't even, and I'm not even a big, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Biggie fan ever because I like Tupac more than Biggie. But I, but I would never say anything. What you like? You like Biggie over two? Ha! No, 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 no. I'm just like you I'm can, just, you can like, you know, you can like, you can like Biggie over Tupac. You was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, because I'm just like, I lyrically, Tupac had a message. In every song, so I can't. I, I agree with you. I can't disagree. <laughs> like I don't. Big, big. I don't know. Big, Biggie was. Good. I don't know. Big, Biggie was very depressed. Like Biggie was always ready to die. I couldn't listen to Biggie. Biggie was very suicidal. Nigga made a song about killing himself. So it's like. Ugh. Nigga killed himself because he nigga killed himself because he got both the sisters pregnant, so he knew that child support about to be a, a bitch and a half. <laughs> oh, that's a funny joke, but because in the song he he killed himself or whatever. But uh, oh man, that is funny. What the what were we even talking about? So much. So much. Okay. Dear White People is on. Yo, you gotta watch Dear White People. It's on Netflix. Okay. The TV series is fucking amazing. 
And before any white people say, if they made a Dear Black People, just watch the first 13 minutes of Dear White People. Then you'll be like, oh, okay. Just the first 13. After the first 13, then you'll get the show. Instead of crucifying it, because the name of the title is Dear White People. Anyway, what? let's get to the Aquaman, because I'm, I'm, I'm just babbering at this point. You're fine. Awkward now. Now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast, the Aqua Mail, where you ask questions and we give you answers. If you would like your hey, you would like your question to be answered on next week's podcast, be sure to send us an email. That is Jvars at planetofthesandcorn.com. That is J A V A R I S at Planet of the Sandcorn S A N Q U O N dot com. Or if you would like to email the lovely Lady Godiva, that is Kadir at wordsbyladyg.com. That is G-H-A-D-I-R. That is G-H-A-D-I-R at wordsbyladyg.com. What do we have today? Thank you. This is um, pretty lengthy. So the title is Cutting Off a Complicated Friendship by Bappy Elmerman, I think. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, I recently made friends with a Korean person at my university. He doesn't speak much English, and since I can't speak in his mother tongue, it really is hard to express my emotions properly to him. Thing is, I thought it would be a good experience to try make friends with people with different cultures, but I found out throughout the semester that he's actually a real dick. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, he overthinks and judges people a lot. First was the homophobic thing, but I could understand since he's pretty conservative and a lot of my other friends sort of have the, the stance. Next thing is he would overreact over the smallest things like if someone calls him out of his work he would have the biggest personal vendetta grudge on that person. One of the things that stuck out to me was that when we are at a coffee shop, he asks for just an empty cup, normally to hold coffee, to hold ice and his orange juice. So the barista gave him a, a cup without a lid. Next thing is he comes back to my table and tells me that if he was at his own country, he would cause a ruckus and call the manager to get that person fired. What the fuck? He didn't even ask for a lid, and it's not even that big of a deal. So you're probably wondering, okay, so just burn the bridge. Thing is, it's not that easy. I recently found out that I'm actually his only friend. He even wanted to invite invite to his hometown in Seoul and would pay for my tickets and the fact that he suffers from depression. So I don't know what to do. I try to do a plan where I would introduce him to other friends, especially other Korean people, but he just doesn't like them. What do I do? Right now, I'm just coping with his bullshit. And to be honest, I don't know how long I can last. His personality is actually so sour and bitter that I don't want to be associated with that. But I don't want to just leave him. What should I do? I think 
just confronting him about it might be too upfront, especially with his depression thing. I know it sounds sort of silly, but I don't want to just say bye and later see him kill himself because he overthinks no one else likes him. Whew, we get a lot of emails with these uh, types of questions. I was just thinking that, like, damn, dude. Wow. Like, uh... I like that y'all trust us to give y'all great advice when it comes to such deep subjects, actually. It's a compliment. Yeah. Because I just don't imagine you tell everybody this. Right. So I appreciate y'all coming to us, but what do you have to say on this, Lady Godiva? Oh, throw it on me. You, you, want, you want me to go first? I can go first if you would like. No, it's okay. I keep on throwing it. I just know that I keep on th- I keep on throwing it. I'm so I, I I'm gonna go first because I feel bad. Um, you gotta sit him down and let him and let him know he's a douchebag. And I'm like as fucked up as that sound because if he's a dick, you need to acknowledge that he's a dick. You need to be like, dude, you're kind of ru- you gotta be like you're kind of rude to people. You ever notice that? Like you're you're always overreacting to every little thing like you gotta calm like you gotta calm down because this man said that in his country he would get the man fired because he didn't bring you a cut with a lid man are you kidding me are you like what kind of what kind of do i'm like you just gotta be straight up with him like dude you're being a douchebag because you want to get rid of the friendship anyway so if the talk is not good then it works out anyway. So then you're you wipe your hands of it, but at least you said something. But you gotta be like you're kind of a douchebag, and I you know I really appreciate it if you stop doing that because he's not only embarrassing you himself, he's embarrassing you. Because if he's if he's in that restaurant or that that cafe acting the ass over a cup, everybody looking at both. They're not they're not isolating the incident. They're looking at both of y'all like y'all stupid. So you need to let him know that he need to do better in his communication skills with other people. Then maybe he would have some friends because nobody wants to hang out with the asshole. You finished? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Don't go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Okay. Um, I'd like to say something. So... A lot of times with these cross-cultural individuals, <sighs> it's really hard to adjust into a different environment. Um, when you mention like his his speech, like in English, is is not that great. Um, it just sounds like he's he's moved to America, kind of thing. And to go from one side of the world to an, a whole different other side you have to know like that's a lot of years in, instilled in him you know of one culture so I get why you're embarrassed or you know you feel some kind of way but maybe just maybe just maybe I know it sounds bizarre but take the trip and go see where that person came from You'll probably, it'll probably answer a lot of questions that you have. Um, because some of the things, the way he reacted, it sounds familiar to me because I wasn't born in America. I'm an American citizen, but I wasn't born here. So I, I kind well, of... Where were you born, Lady Godiva? Jerusalem. 
If he if he brought you the cup and then spit in it or something, but he just forgot. He just man. Every time I go to Popeyes, actually the other day, cause I had a worse experience at Popeyes the other day, and I ain't get nobody fired. We go and we we're ordering our food, me and Nick or whatever, and um somebody uh, uh, um a girl that work at Popeyes had just went on her break, so she tell them what she want. The girl makes her order before she even made out. Mind you, we paying. You work at Popeye, so you it's free for you because you know you get you get a lunch or whatever. So she makes her, so she makes hers, and we and she sit down. We don't say nothing. Then we're just standing there for a good ten minutes, mind you. You got chicken on the. Tr- I can never understand how some places are so slow when the food is already pre-made. <laughs> like how the food pre-made on the tray on the on the on the, on the oven thing, and you still slow. So then they having a conversation. For about three minutes, and I hear one of them go, "So, which one of these is for the dark skin one or the light and the light skin one?" They 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 so damn dumb. They fucked up the orders. It's chicken. Oh. <laughs> so then they go. So then um, I go. So I go. Well, it really. So then I hear them, and I go. Well, it really don't matter because we well, we both we together. So then they go. Okay. So which one of y'all had the um I think it was the breast and the 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 the, the leg or some shit. So that was his but he was like I ordered a three piece. And it was like, well we only charge you for a two piece. I'm like I'm like, so would you go to the door the fact that y'all ain't gonna get his man what he won't? Right. 
It already took y'all too long to get chicken that was already pre-made off the fucking roller. <laughs> Man, I like these. I'm like, so they was just horrible. So I didn't, but I just laughed it off because it's not that serious. I'm not going to get somebody fired. Because of simple, then they asked why. I, then they was like, "You work at such and such, don't you?" We, I why would I hire you? Uh-huh. That's the only. Thing, that's the only thing I think about. Happen. I said, "Yeah, I sure do." And they, then we went about a day. But I'm like, it's not worth it to get somebody fired because it's not that serious. And you gonna get so if I, so if I don't want to get somebody fired because of them fucking fucking up an order, why the hell do you want to get somebody fired for for bringing you a for not bringing you a free cup with a lid on it? You drinking orange juice? What much lid do you need? <laughs> He's just a douche and a hat. Y'all, I love your. I love when you get thick Arabic on us. That's just hot. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think a do not take compliments well. It gets awkward. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> See, look, she can't even control herself. I didn't say nothing. I didn't. Girl. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Okay, so I hope we answer the um your your question. Did we answer the question? The question. The question. Well, the answer is: talk to your friend. Tell him he being a douchebag. Even if it's different cultures, it's like, dude, that ain't how we, that ain't how we act in America, player. We all not Donald Trump. <laughs> yo, this, yo, this Indian lady was in a store one time, and like, um, the the cashier had asked her did she want to round up, and I think, um, she, it was like a penny, and she said, no, I don't want to round up. So the Indian lady walks off. And as I come up, I was like, oh, wow. Because I'm like, it's a damn penny. So then the lady didn't know I was Indian too, right? Because I don't really look that Indian. So she started talking shit about foreigners. She's like, yeah, them damn foreigners. They get everything for free. And then they want to give back to America. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And I'm just uncomfortably looking at her like, oh, oh, oh. I'm just saying, oh, oh. And she's just going. She was like, you don't have to say nothing because I know you agree with me. These damn stinking foreign. I, I was like, oh, oh, no. She was, the lady was just going. You know, like somebody putting their foot in their mouth and you try to see how far they can go. So you're so confused. I'm like, this. she was just going. She was like, yeah, they already live off the, first of all, as as a lot having a lot of family members that don't that not that's not from America, the government don't give foreigners shit for free. What fucking life y'all be thinking they live in? They love to say that stupid shit like, oh, these foreigners um come over here and they live for free. No, you gotta pay the same amount of taxes as everybody else. You gotta get a fucking green card too. Then for most cases, you gotta get a job. Like American Americans, you can come, you could be born and never get a job a day in your life. Government ain't gonna say shit. Be a foreigner with no job. Oh, let me get that. Let me get that visa back from you. You ain't contributing to America. But anyway, that shit is. I couldn't do nothing but laugh at her. She thought I was laughing with her, but I was laughing at her because she was so ignorant that she's talking shit about an Indian person to an Indian person. You know, I. This is a, a fact, okay? Um, some things that I learned that I'd like to share. This is way off the subject. But because we're talking about citizens and non-citizen people. So, even if you're... Uh, okay, a lot of people are wondering, 
why there's a lot of shooting, like police brutality, stuff like that, and nothing is being done about it. Um, well, the English language is so complex because it's like you can change meanings with words without even realizing it. So, for example, we say we're American citizens, right? Right. But technically, we are denizens. It's D-E-N-I-Z-E-N, which means an inhabitant or occupant of a particular place or a foreigner allowed certain rights in the adopted country. Basically, the law is not on our side. The law protects the law. <laughs> so whatever, all the stuff that happens to, you know, our people, um, is basically because the law isn't on our side. So we, we are denizens. We're not technically citizens. So, yeah, we got, we got to do a lot of research. We got to study. We got to uh, open our eyes. But, um, but, yeah. Yo, looking like the cadaver. She woke as shit. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> Go ahead and close this on out. That's on you. <laughs> All right, Arkham Minority Podcast listeners. What are you doing this Friday, Lady Godiva? What are we doing this Friday? What are you doing this Friday night? I don't know. I don't remember. What am I doing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to see because this Friday we will be having, um, we will be doing another live, sh- live tweeting of the podcast called One More Awkward Moment. So, y'all make sure y'all follow us on Instagram, Twitter, to check it out. Because we're going to be doing it on Twitter. It's going to be live tweeting. We're going to live tweet the podcast at 9 p.m. Eastern time or whatever. We're going to start at 9. And we basically, we all listen to the, we all listen to the podcast together as a big, one big family. One of us is going to be tweeting from the um, Minority Awkward Twitter handle and the other one to be tweeting for their regular Twitter handle, which is Javaris is on Mars and um Arabic Dream. I'll make sure I share on social media uh links for you can know which one to be doing from where. But we're gonna be basically talking about that. We're gonna be listening to it as fans, just like y'all are fans. So Friday, May 5th, we will be doing our second annual one more awkward moment. This is so get y'all so get y'all gifts ready. Get your questions ready. Because you can ask us questions doing this. Get whatever you need ready, ready. Just know Friday is going down in this motherfucker. Bring your church chicken. <laughs> bring your church chicken. Oh, okay. Yeah, bring your church chicken. Whatever that mean. <laughs> what the hell that mean? I don't know. From our other podcast episode, church is Chicken. Oh, bring a church's chicken. Yo, just don't get it. Just don't get it from the churches I went to because them biscuits, because them biscuits ain't ready. They, they don't know how nobody to do the biscuits. But anyway, like always, thank you for listening to the Aquamarty Minority Podcast. This has been episode 49, and we will catch y'all Friday. Love you.
good night or morning or midday, whatever. Stay woke.